0: Love Talk Radio. And you know what? The longer it takes us to figure that out, the better we are. The better we are, because we just keep working and we just keep getting better. All right? Day after day, we'll be better tomorrow we back than to we were today. All right? we we back back day. Day. But you guys, I am really proud of you guys. You guys are one hell of a football team. Who's Bitch, I'm a niner from the earthquake country. I can make the earth shake. About to bring it back like the 89 earthquake. Throw so a pass at me, I'ma catch it like Crabtree. Who got the kush? Cause the smoker gotta have tree. And pass a joint cause the player gotta have mo. I spit a blunt down the middle like Frank Go. A quarterback don't so like Kaepernick. And take a poodle out the game like Alex Smith. Red and gold, that's the color of the realest. Staying on my toes, call me Patrick Willis. We back up, in it. It's my team winning. I'm the comeback kid. All I need is one minute. We Winning like the 80s, it's a Super Bowl city Fit to take another ring home, Super Bowl, Super Bowl Ain't nobody fucking with us I got red and gold in my cut. The Wild West got the game turned up. Who got it better than that? Oh my that? Who got it better than that? Faithful with Gonzaga. Doing TD, no pick. Break for 85 yards if he opted hella quick. No Stadium, new ring, same team. Hard since Keys are 49ers. We are hating on the city, but they can't go a I fucked with crap free and both win. Breaking records like we throwing doing vinyl. Staley Davis, you party the whole line. Go. That the no name. It's Super Bowl affiliated. Bowman and Willis, kitchen frame, framing, you gon' really hate it. Man, do it like the 80s and move right by the Rams the Seahawks, real life, no weak talk Go hard on the corners, never take a weak talk Ain't nobody fucking with that I got ready gold in my cut. The Wild West got the game turned up. Who got it better than that? Nobody! Who got it better than that? Who What you heard, I'm a baby from the 80s, I was born on the turf, I go back like Garrison Hurst and B. Young, diamonds on my fingers, so just call me Steve Young, like Justin Smith, I go hard on the defense line, let a hater hate, I'm still gon' rip my Here come the kickoff, off, bet I'm gon' run it all the way home, yeah, I'm gon' red and gold it come and get it if you want it, yeah, we gon' set it off, do you like and rip your damn helmet off, I'm lucky number seven, cause your boy deliver, throwing bombs from the bay over the Mississippi River, they ain't messing with us, put the subs to the projects, Through the Scott Steiner, kiss your hey, bicep, Uh, Soon as we touch down, we gon' burst out, run through em like Borg, go for the first down. Hey, hey, hey. I got ready gold in my cut. Wild West got the game turned up. Who got it better than that? Who got it better than that? Who got it better than that? Who got it better than that?
1: What's up, y'all? It's your boy Donna Faithful. Thanks for tuning in. Hope everyone had a blessed week. Today we're gonna go over some OTAs. Uh we got some Victor Bolden news to get into, and of course the biggest news. Uh uh, we have the return of Ruben Savage Foster back to the field. He's back at the facility. Uh he hasn't practiced yet. but he's back at the facility. So and and he should be returning to practice actually consequently, today. But um you know, we got a lot of news going we got a lot of news to get to today. And of course, we're going to take your text and phone calls as well. The number to call in is 646-668-8467. That number again, 646-668-8467 and the number To text in is 408-785-3015. That number again, 408-785-3015. But before we get started, I have to remind you, Radio AFS has advertising packages available for as little as $25 a month. Email me at ninerfaithfulradio at gmail.com or message me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter for details. So, what's up? How y'all doing? How's everybody going? Hope everyone is doing well. So, before we go get in, well, we're already into the show, I want to give a special shout out to certain somebody that I know is listening that has a migraine. And listening to my loud ass is probably not helping this migraine. But I want to let her know that we're thinking about you. We hope that you feel better. And um, I don't know, maybe smoke some weed. That always helps my headaches. But anyway, um, so real quick, I thought we would go over this. um, Since the off-season is slowly starting to wind down, we have one last week of OTAs, which goes uh, today, tomorrow, and then Thursday they practice. That will end OTAs, and then we have mandatory mini camp coming up the 12th through the 14th, so that will be Tuesday through Thursday of next week, and then we're off until the start of training camp, and that will be I looked it up yesterday, I believe it's the 20, we'll start sometime between the week of the 22nd of July. That's the week of the 22nd through the, 22nd through the 28th. So training camp will start sometime between then. So uh, this Victor Boom thing that I got written down in my notes kind of has to be changed. Apparently, he had some type of injury today. I've been searching for it, trying to find more and more information on it. I'm on Facebook. I see nothing. Um, I haven't seen anything on Twitter last time I checked.
2: Um, yeah, I don't see anything on Twitter. Oh, apparently... we. Waved to Vaughn
1: Reed. So that that was announced on Twitter. Yeah, uh, that's I'm not seeing anything. Yeah, I'm not seeing anything.
2: Yeah, there's uh nothing on his injury, but he was injured. And so, yeah, so in case
1: – no, I'm, I'm seeing absolutely nothing. So here's reserve. Um As soon as – if somebody could know information about that and wants to call in or text, that would be greatly appreciated. But as of right now, um, I have no – Information on what the injury was or anything like that from what I've been able to see. I spent the last couple of minutes before the show trying to find something. The team hasn't released anything yet.
2: Haven't seen anything on
1: Facebook besides the original post, which didn't say what the injury was. Anybody have texted in?
2: No. All right. So
1: unfortunately we're not gonna be able to find that out, but um the NFL has suspended uh Victor Bolden Junior for the first four games of the season. He will be eligible to return barring this report about him going on injury reserve. Um will Eligible to return the 49ers active roster Monday, October 1st, following the team's September 30th game against the Los Angeles Chargers.
2: That's all we can tell right this very second.
1: But Williams in a statement said, "Unwillingly, I used a supplement that was on the NFL banned substance list. As a professional athlete, I take full responsibility in not verifying the ingredients of the supplement. In the future, I will be much more, much better educated when choosing what to put in my body. It hurts to know I will not be with, on the field with my team for the first four games of the season." John Lynch released a statement. Victor made an unintentional mistake, but learned a valuable lesson. Professional athletes must be meticulous in their supplement choices. We know Victor is disappointed, but we hope this is a reminder to all our players how important it is to make educated decisions on what to put in their bodies. So, I think that this is really a mute point. I'm just bringing it up because it's news that and it was released rel- relatively recently. I think he, I don't even think he was going to be able to make the 53-man roster. I think the hopes of the Niners roster, the best he could hope for was practice squad. I think with,
2: um, but with,
1: Uh, Dr. Pebbles and Ankle Bolden and Reed and the punt slash kickoff return players that we've added throughout the offseason. It was going to be an uphill battle for him. I've heard some people think that he knew that and went ahead and tried to show, try to, to get an edge and, you know, got caught. Uh, From what I heard, nothing but Niners did a really good, real quick video update thing on there on YouTube. Go ahead and check that out. That was actually very insightful. Well, what they're assuming that it is, and I think what it is as well, is that he just got a tainted sample of creatine. Uh, Apparently, it was creatine that he used. For those who don't know what creatine is, it basically helps your muscles re- recover faster, so you can work out more. And so apparently there was something tainted in this batch of creatine that was on the, that caused him to have a positive sample for something that was on the NFL banned list. Uh, they had a statement that I have not been able to find from his agent, seeing, saying that they're going to be pursuing legal action against the company. And also that it sounds like he's going to be fighting it and basically not taking this lane down. So it sounds like he's innocent and honestly just made a a mistake. Okay, so even though he technically joined a couple of weeks ago, the 24th, the 30th, So last Wednesday was the the newer first opportunity to see Ruben Foster on the field. He was doing um, side conditioning with Coach Ray Wright, and then at the end of practice joined uh, Richard Sherman as a hype end for the defense. I would assume that he would be on the field today, barring some type of injury or tweaking something or, or, or something unforeseen, I wouldn't see why he wouldn't be on the practice field with today. And this is a blessing because any rep that he can get uh, in OTAs would be more than he got last year because he was injured and
2: had to um, make
1: make up for that time in training camp. Um so this is just breaking in. I mean, this isn't really not in news per se, but um, I went ahead and retweeted it. I'll have to probably share it on Facebook now. Uh, Podcast Document 49. Uh, I know that y'all remember we had Nick on, I wanted to say it was two weeks ago. Uh, they just now released a little mini trailer. So go ahead and, and go on the Facebook, Twitter, YouTube um, the website, everything that you could that he told you, you could find them on SoundCloud, and go ahead and and, and check that out. Ah, I watched it this morning actually, and it it was a little it was it was dope. It was so it was a little Alex and Frank, so a little uh, flash, a little flashback. Well, the whole thing is pretty much a flashback, but yeah, so.
2: Anyway, apparently,
1: uh, according to Robert Sala, he's in great shape, came in 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 very great shape. Um, I wouldn't expect anything else. We'll we'll get more to Robert Sala in a second and and what he had to say on Ruben Foster and a couple other players and some various notes from his press conference this week, or I should say last week. But before I want to get this, Solomon Thomas sister, I just found this out recently. His sister killed herself in January. And he participated. It's called the Walk Out of or Out of the Darkness Overnight Walk to benefit the American Foundation of Suicide Prevention. Apparently, Solomon Thomas organized a group of about ten friends and family members and a few m- uh, the Niners player engage, engagement development joined him. It was yesterday, the or the second, sorry. So um, go to Niners.com and, and check that out. They they have an article on it. It, it. It's quite a touching story. I myself had a best friend that um, committed suicide, so I definitely know how it, it affects the people that are are left to deal with the pain of, of losing a friend or a family member. Definitely, definitely uh,
2: something that
1: you don't want to experience. Um, so we're supposed to be getting to defensive back coach. Jeff, I, I, I hold, hold on. I always forget... How to pronounce his name if I don't see it, so y'all gotta give me a second. I know it's Jeff, okay? We're just gonna go ahead and just say call Jeff, but unfortunately, we run out of time to kind of do the notes. So go ahead and go to Com or the YouTube channels where I like to watch a lot of the press conferences, and um, you will know, go ahead and behind everything you could possibly need to know or um, that that he said. It's the whole interview. So go ahead and go to Niners.com and check that out. But I thought Gamico Lyons, who's our new inside linebacker coach, gave a little short interview. And amongst other things, he talked about tackling technique. But uh, when asked directly about Ruben Foster, it said that his job would be to help him as, as a shoulder or any possible things he could help him with on and off the field and that he's gonna have an open door policy with all the players, not just um not just Ruben Foster. So any players that are having any difficulties can reach out and and get assistance from him. And then, so the outside linebacker coach, which is Johnny Holland, which is was our uh, running back or uh, linebacker coach last year, said that his new role will be working strictly with the um, or working more with the outside, working with, with the outside backers more, uh, the Eli Harold, Dakota Watson, Peter T type, and that um, he's going to be one game specialist and also was. Um, Matt Mayoko, I believe it was, had caught him working with Solomon Thomas, and he had said that, that among doing his linebacker coach duties, he will also be teaching the Leos about our, their drops. And what he means by drops is when the defense, defensive coverage calls for defensive ends to drop the coverage. So they will be doing, apparently, their package they're putting in this year or – it's going to be a lot of that this year, or a lot more than last year.
2: So, also, pretty little good tidbit.
1: And he also said that um, Fred Do- Warner is doing really well. Uh, he's been turning some heads at OTAs. Uh, he's got been able to use his length and his speed and his athleticism. I said he's really good at getting off of blocks, which is important for a linebacker and uh he it, and expects him to be getting better and you know don't be surprised if I'll, I'll say it right now don't be surprised if cross faces some suspension from the n f l don't be surprised if, if Fred warner might might be the starting back linebacker. Well, well, I don't think they'll put him at starting Mike linebacker. I think that he'll go. Malcolm Smith will go to Mike linebacker, which is where he's been practicing. And Fred Warner will start at at Will. I think they would prefer to give the if they're going to have people thought Ruben Foster preferred think they prefer Malcolm Smith to be, be the Mike and then allow weather to get his feet wet. It's, uh, I could be completely mistaken about that, but
2: just my two cents on the subject. All right, I think it's time to go ahead and, uh, get
1: into what Robert Sala had to say. Um, It's a good press conference, about a 15-minute conference. I like Robert Sala's press conferences. I always feel I leave there, A, being fired up about where our defense is going, and two, where – he, he always, when, when I listen to our coaching staff talk, at least our coordinators, I always feel like I leave that that watching that video smarter. I always feel that he he, he gives great details, and that greatly helps a lot when you're trying to talk and and you know he he gives you plenty to work with, so. He started off, or at least my notes start off, I should say, talking about Ruben Foster. Uh, really seemed excited, he said, you know, they're all excited. Even had, even said that the whole organization matches Ruben Foster's enthusiasm for having him back. And I, I and he, he says not just because of the player; it's it's really the whole organization. Is fired up because Ruben got. Let, let, let's be real. The charges against Ruben were serious. I mean, he he very well could have been on this, off this football team, and to uh, you know stick by him and and to have you know
2: some vindication. You know
1: that has gotta feel good. I mean, you know, all throughout this, everybody's been saying like, look, you know, those who know Reuben the person, you know, understand. But you know, we'll, we'll see where I come from. Understand why we have this back. Understand why we believe that this isn't possible, and this isn't true. And and lo and behold, what happened? Oh wow, it was not true. So I bet you they're kind of, I shouldn't say tooting their own horn because you don't want your players getting arrested, but poking out their chest a little bit more. Now, he spoke also about Solomon Thomas, which to me, Solomon Thomas to me is, I think he'll always be cursed. I've said this many times. He'll be cursed with where he was he was drafted. I don't think Solomon Thomas will ever live up to being drafted number three overall. I think what would have been more, I don't want to say appropriate, but
2: more acceptable
1: is if the roles were reversed. We took Ruben Foster number three overall and Solomon Thomas with the 31st overall pick. I mean, we would have took, you know, Ruben Foster number three overall, obviously, while we did it, because of the shoulder and the Columbine and, and various things happened. I'm, I'm strictly talking about talent-based and kind of like how they do those, you know, if you could reorder the draft of, of, you know, this year's draft, if you could reorder the players, where would they be selected type of situation. I think that Ruben Foster... I mean, I think he would be taken number over over, one overall if, if, over the course of a when it's all said and done. I think he would, he would have been the number one overall p- pick in, in hindsight. But
2: before all said and uh,
1: done, I think on the talent, really will be more like the number three pick, Tom and Solomon Thomas will be more like a thirty-first overall pick. Which isn't bad. That's great. I mean, that's still a first-round uh, pick. That's still a starter, I and that's still a potential, I'm not saying, you know, pro bowl perennial pro bowl, you know, type of player. But I just don't see difference maker in Solomon Thomas. I don't see you know 15 sacks threatening my, uh, Michael, Shanahan, uh, Michael, Sh- Michael Shanahan. Michael Sh- Michael Shanahan. Michael, Sh- Michael Sh- all-time sack record. So, but he said Simon's big thing is that when you come in as a first-year rookie, you're trying to create a denny for yourself. That's always been the hard, the hardest part, especially as a pass rusher. Pass rusher. Simon's really starting to understand who he is as a pass rusher, and he's starting to work that. Starting to work that, and you you can see him into fruition with him. I know it's early in OTAs, but there's still a long way to go. But he's on the right path. He's doing the right things, and we'll see, especially when the pads come on. So it sounds like he's really excited about Solomon Thomas. And the one thing I will give Solomon Thomas is I I don't question the man's worth ethic. From what I've been told and, and, and anything that I could have seen, is that he, he you, you, nothing will I heard Solomon Thomas. <laughs> To me, anybody
2: who's really willing to work that hard is is only going to get
1: better. So I think that over the course of the year, keep your eye on Solomon Thomas, and he might be something as as the year slowly creeps on. You might not start off hot, but as the year so he creeps on, and and offensive linemen get tired, and and injuries pile up, and and there's football, and everybody's nicked. a Thomas might might be somebody who who can take advantage of that. But also he uh, spoke on before we get on what he spoke about Carson Marsh, I'm going to just go ahead and, and and get into this. He he said that the interesting thing is all roundbackers inside linebackers at least, and and a world linebacker, which I guess they consider inside linebacker, are um, running the quote-unquote green dot, So they're learning how to do the play calls or communication are uh, you know, uh, playing Mike Linebacker for the Niners. Now, for what every coach, defensive coach, and maybe even Kyle Shanahan on some occasions have said, the only difference between Will and Mike is is the communication of the play calls, and so it makes sense for all inside backers to learn how to to call the plays just off the fact that if the middle linebacker is injured, it 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 be hello uh huh. So sorry about that. Um, so anyway, so they make a lot more sense to have a. world linebacker so give it? Could just switch over to Mike, and the other interesting note that I got is Jimmy Ward is apparently not promised a roster spot. I mean, that's kind of what I got from what he said, is that he's not... He's in competition at corner and that apparently they're not going to move him to safety and they're not even going to switch him back to nickel. They want to keep him at quarter, as he's reacclimating to the new position, I think what it really is is I think they don't think he can beat out Adrian Colbert or Tchaikovsky Tart, and they had to make the decision last year on whether to pick up the option for this year, and they made that decision before they had known what they had in Adrian Colbert or Joukowsky Tart, And so, I think in hindsight, if you could ask John Lynch if he could take it back, I think he would want to. Because I, I don't think the team would really want to pay $8 million and make the highest-paid defensive player essentially your backup corner or safety. Because I don't think he's going to beat out Sherman, and I don't think he's going to beat out Aquila Witherspoon. So they just already said they're not trying to have him switch to nickel. So that basically means that he's essentially, and especially when you add into what uh, Kyle Shanahan said, essentially what they're going to think is, is, is Jimmy Ward's the first off the bench. And that, or an insurance policy against Richard Sherman. Or a cut of Weatherspoon, or or in case one of the the rookies that, or young players that they have drafted hasn't been able to um what isn't able to cut it, so that would be an interesting thing to keep a, a watch on in training camp. So then as he got talking about what they man Cassius Marsh. He's been great when he first got here. If you remember right, we talked about the definition of all gas no breaks, and he said he fit that to the T. And I think Cassius Marshall is going to have a a big year. I mean, he it's well documented about how he was very public about not enjoying his time at the Patriots, and personally, doesn't surprise me. I mean, it's uh, from what I understand, and I watched um, the football life of Bill Check at least, all of part one and halfway through part two, just because I was bored one night. It's actually pretty interesting. And I see a lot of Bill Walsh in him. And Bill Walsh was famous for being very
2: upfront and very
1: harsh, almost in the way, of, hey, you know, uh, the, for example, there was an incident with Randy Cross, I shouldn't say incident, conversation with Randy Cross where he was discussing that he thought he had about four more years and he would only be on the team for like two more because he was only interested in his good years. So I think as the years go by, you'll hear more and more players talk about how New England wasn't exactly a vacation. Well, I mean, he, he he really praised Cassius Mars. I mean he 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 talked about his worth ethic and that even after his contract extension that he is the type of player that you want that you know the contract extension hasn't changed him. He's come in and even worked even harder. And that you know players are gonna notice that players are going to notice that you know, they notice who you pay is, uh, is a lot of times what you hear. And so, you know, they see that Mark coming in, working hard, busting his ass, doing what he's asked to, and he gets extension. Well, that obviously is only going to trickle down through the rest of the roster, or at least to the players that we want on the roster going forward. And
2: then amongst the one or the other little
1: tidbit note things, that I got is that when he talked about Fred Werner, he said he, he talked about um, really having a heavy hand, which is helping when you're shredding, shredding blocks, and, and, and that's the point of 10. And, and he said he was really surprised about that. Uh, all the coaches have been talking about his ability to read and diagnose the defense or offenses and, and to understand the defense and where he's supposed to be and what he's supposed to do. And and they're really shocked about that, and it's abnormally um, high for a rookie. You know, most rookies don't come in and have the understanding and the ability to diagnose and understand that he does. And so it makes me feel a little bit safer for getting him on the third round. But he talked of course, about how he's got to continue to build and take all the information that they're giving him and then just – Keep going faster and faster and faster and faster, and it'll become second la- nature and you know we'll see where we're at where the paths are on. Oh, can't wait
2: gonna be real interesting to see where he's at when it comes to this,
1: huh. Oh. So we got a couple text messages to get to right now. Let me go ahead and get to that for the eight one. Love the show, Niner Faithful. Thanks, bro. Really appreciate it. Or love. I don't know if it's a bro or love. Was wondering how do you see the wide receiver positions shaking out? I see them keeping a max of six on the roster, most likely five. Who are your five? Well if we're gonna go ahead and go with five receivers, which will kind of get into one of the things we're going to talk about next is um, the wide receiver roster as we stand right now is uh, Aldrick Robinson, Max McCaffrey, uh, Pierre Gasson. Well, okay. I'll skip the whole breakdown. We'll go ahead and get a blogger to do that. But basically, I think if you go with five receivers – We'll go Pierre Gerson, Marty's Goodwin, Trent Taylor, Dante Pettis, and Kittrick Form. I think uh, you're going to go with Pierre. I think he's going to at least get this year. I I think his salary might be getting a little too high after this year. Maybe next year they might keep him one more year, but I I don't think he's going to fulfill out the whole five-year deal that he got. I think he's got this year maybe one more year max. And then what they're hoping is eventually that Dante Pettis or Kendrick Bourne will will be there to take his place. Um Marquise Goodwin I mean I understand that the team has, has not been shy about signing players to extensions and training them, i.e., you know, uh Daniel Kilgore, i.e. even last year with Jeremy Curley. But I do believe that they're not gonna cut Marquise Goodwin, I do believe that that. They have – when I say long-term, I'm not talking long-term, like 10, 15 years from now, but I think that they have long-term plans for for Marquise Goodwin. I think they uh, plan to keep him around for a little bit while. Trent Taylor, I think that um, essentially, yes, Dante Predis is essentially somewhat the same player – as him, but I think that you don't Dante Pettis is really small, and I think that I would prefer to have Trent Taylor there as an insurance policy. I I just, I think you're not going anti- to ask Dante Pettis to be our punt returner and basically, essentially be a slot receiver. I, I think that he, he's too small of a frame to handle that right now. So I think they'll keep Trent Taylor, plus his reliable um, connection with Jimmy G. Pool, and also his ability to be clutch on third down. I don't think that that could be ignored. I think that um, that's something that not everybody has, and I, I think we would be fools to not keep him just, just off of that the simple GP off of that. Um, let see. Pierre Gasson, Marquis good Trent Taylor. Dante Pettis, obviously, he wouldn't have traded it up and got him. I think Kendrick Bourne, which kind of ties into my next thing, on uh, my notes, is showing a little bit of a chemistry with Jimmy G. Cool, And he has, he doesn't have great speed, but he does it, he he does in, endure itself to Kyle Shanahan with his quickness in and out of breaks. And and Shanahan talks about all the time is that at straight line speed, is it's cool, but hardly ever in football, do you run a straight line. And so if you can't cut, which would you know, a lot of times guys who are really, really fast in straight lines can't cut and, and are quick and, you know, stop on a dime and, and things like that. And Kendrick Bourne, although he's not, you know, a burner, can have the great potential to just get open, basically. Essentially, that's how I'm looking at it. But, of course, he'll be in competition with Isaac Robinson, Richie James, Aaron Burbage, Steve Dunbar, and Max McCaffrey. So but I think he beats out all of them. Richie James, I mean, might. I see him being the only only threat to Kendrick Bourne just because he was drafted, and they obviously drafted him for a reason. Um, That would be my hope, at least. But uh, it's going to get us into more players that have... um, have impressed in the OTAs. We we kinda discussed uh Fred Warner. he's been running with the second team. So that's not that's not too bad for a rookie getting uh you know, that type of playing time. Uh Kendrick Warner of course famously uh, there's a video floating around on Jimmy G cool who who we'll get to in a second, obviously. Everybody wants to talk about Jimmy G. Cool.
2: Um
1: is, uh, who wants to talk about Jimmy G. Cool? Uh, Kendrick Bourne is the one who caught his, his first pass of OTAs and, uh, and, uh, has been showing a lot more development this year and has, has really established kind of a little connection with Jimmy G. Cool towards the end of the year. And uh, I don't think that that's something personally I want to, um, Mess with, too bad. Okay, to get you Jimmy G cool now. Uh, I was listening to the Locked On Niners podcast and they had Matt Mayoko on, and uh, maybe it was Matt Barrow, one of the two. But he was talking about how Jimmy G cool has looked the greatest in practice. Um, he's. He's moving along fine. He's, he's, he's getting the command of the offense. He's, he's taking charge of the offense. He it's, it's his team. It's his offense. He He's clearly establishing himself as the alpha male as far as on the offensive side of the football. But he's having yeah, a lot of quarterbacks, apparently, aren't good practice quarterbacks. And defenses tend to dominate. Now, he said they said he looked really good in seven-on-sevens which a quarterback with a quick release like Jimmy G Cool and no pass rush should dominate sevens on sevens. Uh, The wind of the bay coming off of Alviso could be something he's also uh, adjusting to. I don't think it's any reason to panic. I don't think we've made a mistake, and, oh, God, where are we going? I think he's still going to win his championships. I think it's just him adjusting – So, life is in the Bay Area, new surroundings as far as weather is concerned, and uh, uh, some new players. But apparently, uh, Jarek McKinnon is also developing a good relationship with him as far as a pass for catcher, and apparently, it's just been fits for our, um, our, our linebackers. It's just been like impossible for our linebackers to cover. And so I bet you Kyle Shanahan's just salivating at that and the things that he'll be able to do with Jarek McKinnon. It, it, it's going to be crazy. We already got into Fred Werner and Richard Sherman. Uh,
2: you know, L- Richard Sherman
1: is. It, it's hard to call him with the impact because he, he hasn't been on the field, but. Jeff, the defensive back coach, really talked about how he he really appreciates it. And he'll even go to him and say, hey, why don't you keep an eye on this player? Why go help this player? And let me know what you think. And, and kind of go to him as a mini coach. Now, he's made it quite clear that once Sherman is clear to practice that, that he's here to be a player, not a coach. And, and that he's expected to dominate and, and perform like any other player. But you, I, I've been very vocal on my displeasure about him being a Niner. And I'm not shy about saying it.
2: It will be very
1: interesting to see how this all plays out. But I'm, I'm not going to deny that 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 he's not going to help our our team, that his presence on the field isn't isn't going to bring oodles of ex- confidence and experience to our players. And uh, even if Sherman only plays for us for a year, or you know, and, and doesn't even fill out the three-year contract, it's essentially what I've been told. And what I understand, essentially, a your, year-to-year contract. What, what he's giving to our players right now, as far as knowledge and developing a relationship with him, is it, going to be invaluable. Because I'm pretty sure Richard Sherman's not going to stop accepting their phone calls if he's not on the Niners, or after he retires. I think that he would uh, he would be glad to. Help out any teammate. I mean, you saw how he went to Ruben Foster's court date, and I mean, it's not like he—they've been teammates for very long. All right. So the last little thing we're gonna get over here and, and cover right now is another little player that stood out in OTAs is Matt Breida. Um, Matt Breida has been apparently looking really good as a, as a number two rusher. And uh, let's not forget, you know, Matt Breida wants to play time, too. Matt Breida had a nice little rookie year. And um, I think Matt Breida is one of the main reasons. Well, not one of the main reasons. Uh, Jared McKinnon is the main reason. But don't think that Matt Breida doesn't have something to do with Carlos Hyde not being in a Niner uniform any, anymore. And out of all the running backs that, you know, I think him and, and Jerick McKinnon are the only ones I would put as, and Juice are the only ones I would put as secure on this roster. I think that, you know, Joe Williams is the one that that I'm disappointed, in, and and there we say might end up being what we consider Coach Shanahan's uh, first bust. So it'll be. Um, Interesting to see how this all works out. So, we're going to go ahead and get up out of here. But before we do, I'd like to remind everyone that Radio AFS has advertising packages for as little as $25 a month. Email me at nonafaithfulradio at gmail.com or message me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter for details. Thanks, everyone, for listening. See y'all next week. Same bad channel, same bad time. Peace, love, and happiness. Go Niners. Make sure y'all tune in next week, too. I got, I got an awesome guest coming in. We're going to get a new Niners song. So make sure y'all tune in next week. See y'all then. Enjoy the rest of y'all week. Deuces. And you
2: know what? The it takes us to figure that out.
0: Exposed Bitch, I'm a 9 from the earthquake country. I can make the earth shake. About to bring it back like the 89 earthquake. Throw a pass at me, I'ma catch it like Crabtree. Who got the cush, cause the smoker gotta have tree. And pass the joint, cause the player gotta have mo. I spit a blood down the middle like spray Go A quarterback don't bullet like Kaepernick. And take a poodle out the game like Alex Smith. Red and gold, that's the color of the realest. Staying on my toes, call me Patrick Willis. We back up in it. It's my team winning, I'm the comeback kid, all I need is one minute. Winning like the eighties in the Super Bowl
1: City didn't take another ring home, Superbowl, pick a bowl. nobody fucking with us. I got ready, gold in my curve. Okay, um we're just breaking in. I decided screw the intro. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my extreme the most displeasure I have ever announced today that Mr. Dwight Clark, the catch himself. The the I mean I I am speechless to say this and I'm absolutely heartbroken to announce that we have we have lost Dwight Clark today. Uh this is this is probably one of the saddest days I've ever had to face as an Iron fan. Um a Superman this is supposed to die, bruh. Uh my thoughts and prayers go out to his family and, and all his friends and, and, and anybody who who is touched by this tragic tragic news. Um RIP D C you were our hero. Uh, you you brought the city a championship and um I know you and, and, and Coach Walsh are um going over some some plays to win the football game up in heaven uh, on Sunday um, let us have a, a moment of silence for our hero Dwight Clark thanks everyone um, I think barring that news we're going to go ahead and end the episode without the uh, outro song Um Peace, love, and happiness, y'all. Go Niners.